Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Happily Ever After Hours. I'm your host, Colton Simmons, and today I have with me Pearl Farkason of Design by Delcy. Thanks for joining me today, Pearl. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Likewise, likewise. I've been looking forward to this conversation for a bit, and today's topic is going to be about expanding your business into new markets. So you've established your business, you have a really good reputation in your local market, and you're looking to grow in another location. Maybe you're looking to relocate your family, whatever it may be. Pearl, Pearl and I are to uh, folks who aren't strangers to that. Currently, I am in the process of expanding into the Sarasota, Florida market out of New England. And Pearl has kind of already made that jump into Miami uh, from the New England market as well. So we're going to talk about all of that and more in today's episode. But before we jump into that, Pearl, would you like to explain a bit about yourself, how you got into the wedding industry and how Designed by Delcy came to be? Sure. So I guess... Um... What I'd like to say is like, I always knew that I wanted to be in the world of hospitality. Um, how specifically, I didn't quite know. But I remember my earliest childhood memories was um, on Sundays uh, after church, uh, we used to always congregate at my father's home. And in my culture, my family's from Jamaica and I'm West Indian. Um, it was like a tradition that we would get together with family and we would just cook all the food, all have all the music, alcohol galore. It was like, for me, it was magic to see just that synergy of family and community. Mm. Um, and I, I often wonder, like, how can I create that experience? Like, how can I bottle it up and create that experience? Because when we have, I feel that gathering is the one thing, um, and sense of community is the one thing that we all have in common. And I kid you not, Colton, like at six years old, I was like, this is my way to solve world peace. <laughs> and in trying to discover how to solve world peace, um, I thought I wanted to be uh, a chef. And so I, uh, after graduating high school, I um, went on to pursue a degree in culinary arts and Oh, wow. I loved the um, culinary arts world. Um, I loved creating dishes. I loved cooking. But the one thing I felt that was really missing was the connection mm -hmm. to people. And also being a fashion, a lover of all things fashion, um, it was a little hard for me to wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning and go into a kitchen and work for eight hours. I couldn't wear makeup or express my authenticity. But... Nonetheless, I persisted. I graduated with a degree in culinary arts um, as well as in hospitality. And when I graduated from college, I then went on to pursue a career as a wedding coordinator in Boston for a luxury caterer. And oh, nice. it was in that moment, uh, my first wedding, I knew from the very beginning, like I wanted to be a wedding planner. It was just this beautiful orchestra of chaos and flowers and decor and vendors coming together just for this one moment. And the one moment that we were all waiting for was um, fluffing the bride's veil to send her down the aisle. And I knew right then when I did that, I was hooked. Um, so, and it's, it's hard to believe that that was actually um, over 10 years ago at this point. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, time flies by when you're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And um, I, I feel really fortunate, Colton, to, you know, to have started my career in the luxury hospitality world, learning from the best in our industry. But the one thing I felt that was really missing, I valued the precision and I, I valued learning on such a high level. But I really felt that in the world of luxury hospitality, the one thing that was missing was authenticity and the permission mm. for one to be themselves. And I thought, what if I could combine the world of excellence, but sort of um, it, sort of uh, propelling clients and couples to really truly embrace the essence of who they are? And um, for that reason, Delcy was born. Um, Delcy stands for Delivering Exceptional Luxury Services with Integrity and Elegance. And that's truly what we do. Nice. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that, but that's that's cool knowing that there's it's not just like a pretty name, there's like there's thought behind it. Which I don't um how do I say this? I expect that from you. <laughs> there's there's always thought behind something when it comes to what you do. Well, it's actually my middle name too. Oh so wow. That is um I had to put it in there somehow, but um Thank you for that. Um, and and it's, it's, it's really our mission, truly. Um, I would say that since um, after working for some of the top companies in the industry, I really wanted to, to really grab life by the horns and say, you know, what if, what if I bet it on myself and how far can I push this and can I really combine my passion um, with my purpose? And so... Um, I started to really take the business seriously in 2019 after, um, you know, after, after a series of events led itself to, for me to start my own business. And, um, you know, then a year after the pin, you know, the year after there was the pandemic and we, you know, we chugged through and we got here and, uh, last year, you know, we, we actually won. The, um, was awarded the number one event planner in Boston. So that's something that wow. we're, we're really grateful for. Um, and it's just been a wild ride, um, truly growing and expanding the business in New England and beyond. That's so awesome. I, you know, hats off to you for winning that award. I know that's a very prestigious award. Uh, and being in the the Boston area, um, also myself, knowing how many vendors are, you know, vying for that. So to be very early on in your career and to not early on in your career, but early on in your business, so to say, and, and to win that award, that's a, that's a huge accomplishment. Now, how far into your, your time working weddings for the other company did you decide to start Delcy? Oh, well, I, I, do you want the, do you want the PR story or do you want like the real story? <laughs> <laughs> the story you feel comfortable sharing in front of uh, the, the entire world. Oh, well, um, you know what? Since this is a real podcast meant for real people, I'll share the real story. Um, so I, um, so as fate would have it, um, I, I, I thought that at the beginning of my career, when I was 22, when I graduated from college, I would climb the corporate ladder. I gave myself about, you know, six to eight years to do that. I would make all the connections and then I would slowly like save my money and start my business. 
But then, um, as as luck, fate, universe, whatever have you call it, um, in 2018, I um, actually sustained um, an injury that left me immobile for six months. Wow. And um, out of sort of desperation, I applied to over 300 jobs and um, was just told that even with all the experience that I had and my passion and my charisma, that I wasn't qualified enough. And so um, I was at a really, like, um, I guess, desperate phase when I, when I decided to bet on myself. Mm. Um, I think that, and, and uh, I, I, I'm grateful for that experience because, um, you know, it taught me that sometimes a lot of doors close um, for the door that you desire or need to happen to open. It's sort of mm. like universe was directing me to where I ultimately needed to be. And I know that um, some of your audience may be um, watching right now and saying like, you know, should I take the plunge? Should I not take the plunge? Um, my story is a little unconventional um, and I've learned a lot in the process. Um, I always say that I haven't, there's, there's no such thing as failing. You just find all the ways that have not worked. And for that, you will always succeed. Um, but I, I, I have sort of the more so non-traditional route where um, I was learning how to perfect my craft and build my business at the same time. Um, it was really hard, but I also feel that um, if you're really passionate and committed to anything, you could teach yourself anything. And hmm. so that's what I did. No, definitely. I definitely, definitely res resonate with that because what you, what you said spoke out to me. You were in a very desperate situation where it was like you either do whatever you can to get out of that situation or you were going to be in a place where it was like, where's rent going to come from? Where's like food going to come from? Because you only had yourself to rely on. And I tell my coaching students this all the time. It's like a huge part of like my mindset training with them is like, you have to find your why in your place of desperation, because it's only going to be out of those moments of desperation that great things are going to happen. Like, obviously you can have like all the most amazing things set up for you in the world and have all the support and all the funding. And it's like, Oh, I just created this luxury wedding photography business just because my dad knew the right people. I had all the right funding and all those things to me. I'm not saying that that isn't the way to go, but I'm, I know that at the end of the day, it's not going to be this fulfilling feeling of knowing you climbed out of the Valley of the shadow of death to that mountain peak <laughs> and, and succeeded, you know? So I definitely resonate with that. My story, very similar, went through a bunch of situations in my life that <laughs> probably shouldn't have landed me to this point. Um, and through it all, I always knew that I had to just keep rising above and rising above and rising above. Uh, so definitely, definitely resonate with you there on that. So um, as you, you know, you establish yourself in New England, you get this award, uh, you're doing amazing work for all of your amazing clients. What was it inside of you that made the shift of like, I'm 
done, not done here, but I know that there's more for Design by Delcy and what brought you to Miami of not of all places because it's one of the fastest growing economies in the country right now. Um, but what was it about Miami that drew you there? And like, what are some of the like logistic, uh, like logistical challenges you've you've faced in 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 venturing out that way? Absolutely. So I would say that um, Miami was more so um, two things. It was a personal decision. I felt that um, this is where I needed to be just in my phase of my personal life right now. But from the business standpoint, I would also say that I have been uh, traveling and vacationing in Miami for the winters for the past two years before taking the plunge to um, move down here part-time. And what I loved about this hub of Miami is that it has truly come to be known as such an innovative um, and design-forward city. Mm -hmm. uh, after being in the New England area for over 10 years, I, I felt that I've gotten to a point of mastering that, and I sort of wanted to um, to sort of think what's next. Um, I truly, for me, I, I craved innovation um, and just learning about what I love about just America in general is that no matter where you are in terms of um, your region, every region like celebrates hospitality so differently. Yeah. And um, what I really appreciated about Miami was that it was just a new, fresh and vibrant approach. And so lastly, I feel like Miami, um, it's really known for being the gateway to the world. And so it's just an amazing opportunity to establish global connections and learn a new way of doing hospitality. Awesome. Awesome. Now, like you just said, the, the hospitality industry is celebrated differently throughout different parts of the world. How would you say it differs in Miami than it does say in Boston? <laughs> I would say um, I have learned to appreciate every region for its own niche or niche. But I would say what I love about Miami is that it is all about the party. It is viva. It is vibrant. It is all life all the time. Um, and it's very similar to my Jamaican culture. And so um, I'm, while I'm very familiar with it, I, I almost feel like it's the best of both worlds. Um, I feel that in Miami and South Florida, the more vibrant, the more... Um, the more vibrant, the more better. And I think that that is the best way to celebrate. Um, I think that you've also asked about some logistical challenges. Um, there are many. Um, I, you know, I, I think that having a team in New England and just with dealing with set, uh, clients from all over the country, working with different cultures and in different regions, it's, it's sort of like you have to really adapt your approach mm. to meet your clients and, um, within each region. I also have a saying that like true hospitality is meeting people where they are. And so I really, um, while it isn't a challenge to have to learn what are the elements that matter most to 
our couples, um, I really do feel like that is actually the core essence of luxury. So it's it's definitely a fun, uh, a welcoming challenge, but definitely nonetheless um, quite fun to experience. Definitely. And like like I said at the beginning of the podcast, being someone who also is venturing into that South Florida market as well, albeit on the West Coast, there are these changes that it's just completely different, you know, mentality in terms of how planning goes. Like I, this year I have a wedding in New England. Uh, I want to say like one weekend in December and then the next weekend I'm in Sarasota for a wedding. So my mindset between one wedding and the next completely shifts when it comes to even logistical things. Sunset in Southern Florida, even though it's on the East Coast, is an hour after it is up here. So I have to shift my whole day of how I would normally do things with a couple. Um, I mean, for the sheer fact that we can go outside and be outside in December and not have to worry about 30 degree temperatures and, and things like that all factor into how you change uh you know planning as well as like how seasons are different how you know when i started venturing into that market i'm like worried i'm like why are you know couples not inquiring and then i realized that like they're planning on a whole different calendar than weddings up here are so if i normally get most of my inquiries and bookings in march up north then I should be expecting all of my inquiries and bookings for 2024 to happen at the end of summer for Florida because they're planning for November, December, January weddings. So it's just a matter of like shifting your paradigm while also still operating up here. It's like you're not shifting your paradigm fully. You're just opening your mind to a new way of doing things alongside what you're already doing, creating new workflows and and things like that. in all of that, have you found strategies for other vendors that may be looking to expand their business to another part of the country? Have you found strategies that work for you in your national expansion of your wedding business that you'd like to share with the listeners? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think that my number one secret rule um, that I, my strategy is to network. Um, I think that this is so important because um, while you may choose to operate in different regions and different states or even across the world, the essence of who you are and the product that you wish to create should never change. And Mm. as a planner, um, I think it is important for me to align myself with creatives that not only produce amazing work, but whose values align with my own. Uh, we've been able to successfully replicate the product and expectation of what our clients expect from us by partnering with the right people. And that comes exactly. through just national networking. Um, we go, we are a part of um, several national organizations that have local chapters, both in the New England and South Florida regions, such as WIPA and MACE and ILEA. And mm. that's been huge because a lot of times when you're trying to establish your your name and your presence in another um, in another area, it really does help for um, your favorite frienders right now to sort of vouch for you and sort of open those doors in other areas or other regions that they might have connections. Um, I would also say that um, from an execution and logistical standpoint, um, we always like to find 
whenever possible, we love to support local communities and um, within the destinations that we're planning in. Um, and that's sort of my way to give back through the world of events. We love supporting local economies. But what we do find is that by supporting and partnering with local creatives, it sort of gives us like that insider knowledge that you probably wouldn't have had. Um, and so it, I like to say it's sort of like a home court advantage. And so while you definitely as planners, you might have your core people, I would definitely encourage you to really do your research in the areas that you're thinking about planning in and um, see and, and, and take a leap of faith, um, you know, ask for referrals, ask for, um, you know, proof of concept and portfolio and see if there's an opportunity to collaborate with local um, local partners within the region that you're seeking to plan. 100%. 100% networking is super important. Uh, and I, I like your approach of not just going in there and say, you know, finding a couple, booking a wedding with them in Miami and be like, oh, like, I have this photographer from New England. I'm going to fly them down with the videographer. And uh, Olux, she does great work. Like, your thought process would be, I'm going to go in. I'm going to do my research on who's the best of the best in Miami. I'm going to reach out to the Masons for photography, to all these different other vendors out there that do a great work and bring them on board for the project so that like, you know, say you're working with the photographer and they're like, Hey, I know this is your first time at this venue. You should know X, Y, and Z so that when it comes time for, you know, getting photos during sunset, this tends to be a difficulty. So just so you like this insider knowledge, like you were saying, um, you're kind of aware of and able to kind of like make plans for, which Absolutely. being a planner is super important. <laughs> Absolutely. And I trust me, I, I, I know that sometimes it can be hard expanding our horizons and our circles because we're human. And, mm. um, I, I think that, uh, the way that I sort of like to test out the waters and see if is this a great connection because events producing extraordinary events it is literally like a orchestrated symphony it has the vibe like the personalities have to be there beyond the pretty beyond the amazing work do it do you are you all supposed to work together? And so mm. there might be an opportunity that if you're thinking about expanding into a new market, perhaps maybe it's planning a style shoot or an editorial and aligning yourself and asking for collaboration opportunities with vendors that you think you might want to work with if you mm. do have that um, opportunity. No, that's definitely super important. Like I know right now, um, one of the wedding coordinators that I, you know, before I even thought about moving to Sarasota, I reached out to 35 different wedding planners, introduced myself, told them if there's anything that I could ever do to help them, like, let me know. Not everybody got back to me. Again, me not understanding the Florida market. I emailed all of them at like the very end of the wedding season when they're already like all burnt out and like still in the middle of like the madness for them. Um, but I did end up, you know, building some great relationships with wedding planners out there. And one of the things that's on the list with uh, one of the wedding planners that I built a relationship with is planning a styled shoot for the end of the year and just making all of that happen. So I would definitely say 
you know, that is such a huge component, especially, you know, for any type of wedding vendor, because there's so many people that come together for that event. And if you get the right vibes together, like the wedding that we did earlier this year, like all the vibes were there with every vendor. And it just like, it's rare that you get a wedding like that. Um, mm -hmm. So to, to get that team assembled for a styled shoot and to see how everyone clicks, you'll get like a really good understanding of like, okay, I can recommend this florist for, um, for this bride i can recommend uh this you know bridal boutique because they just went above and beyond for just a styled shoot i can only imagine when it's a couple that's coming in and they're they're getting their undivided attention for the service for their wedding day so those are all really really great points uh so not only are you in the process of branching into Miami, but you're also working on growing yourself into the international destination market, um, which, again, is something that <laughs> it just seems like you and I are on this like similar trajectory, like on the same path at the same yeah. place, but also um, in two different sectors of the industry. Uh, what would you say uh, motivated you to, to go this route and how did how did you start like tapping into the global market? So for me, I love planning weddings. Um, planning weddings and designing weddings will always be my first love. Um, but I, I sort of, um, it's been on my heart and in my spirit and the questions that I've been asking myself lately um, was what is my purpose? And so my purpose truly here um, and, and the reason why I believe that I'm here is to create impact. And um, as an entrepreneur, I so appreciate the opportunity that weddings presents itself, weddings and events um, present itself. Um, they say that a wedding investment is one of the largest investments that a couple will ever make in their entire lifetime. And with that much purpose, purchasing power, um, how do we leverage that purchasing power to do good for the, both the local and global economies, communities? Mm -hmm. And so um, my dream of planning destination weddings is really combined with my desire to create impact to communities across the world, um, but then also my love for travel as well. Mm. Um, I have been so my culture and my heritage is everything to me. And um, what I love about the diverse couples that we have the opportunity to serve is that every event is truly so unique and so differently. And um, I have desire to spark joy and create impact and learn about the one common thing that we all have in common, which is desire to create intentional iconic experiences that, are, that is going to be remembered forever. So um, it's definitely a um, exciting challenge. Um, and also I'm learning that in the process of building a national wedding and event design industry, as well as an international um, agency, uh, as regions in America plan events differently, so do countries across the world. And so I think it's really important, um, even more so now than ever before, for um, you, Colton, myself, 
um, vendors who and creatives who are thinking about expanding into global markets, there are, um, I'm finding that um, there are certain, um, there, there is, everyone celebrates hospitality mm. so differently. And I, and I think that it's, it's so beautiful um, to be able to, to learn and appreciate different cultures. I, I'm like, literally like, as you're speaking about this, I'm thinking about just the, the sheer fact of next Tuesday, I leave to shoot a wedding in Puerto Rico. And although most people think that I am Puerto Rican, um, <laughs> I'm not. So that culture to me, um, I grew up with tons of people in the Puerto Rican culture in the neighborhood that I grew up in, but it was never like a culture like I immersed myself in. So for me going out to Puerto Rico and I'm shooting a wedding for um, the bride's American, the, the groom is from Puerto Rico. Like the biggest thing that I want to go out there with is patience, grace and understanding because I'm putting myself, you know, my American self, although Puerto Rico is a, um, you know, a territory of the United States, it has its own culture, their own, their own way of doing things. I don't want to go out there and be this like photographer. That's like, why isn't this happening yet? Why aren't we here yet? Why aren't we doing this yet? Because I'm immersing myself in the culture of the coordinator of the the venue, the wedding planner that's going to be attending the wedding that that's going to be, you know, coordinating the wedding that day, the DJ who's going to be playing music, like everything's going to be completely different. And I'm just going to put myself out there completely open and expecting like, I'm still going to do an amazing job, but it may be different than how I would shoot a wedding in Newport or in Boston. And that's something that like when we venture into those markets, whether you're going to Puerto Rico, whether you're going to Mexico, whether you're going to Italy, whether you're going to Spain, whether you're going to South Africa, wherever it may be, every culture, like you said, is completely different. And we have to approach those different cultures, like you said, like in, in, and treat them as if they're our, not as if they're our own, but with the respect as if they're, they're our own, because the last thing you want to do is go to some other country and just like make like your, everything you've worked so hard for in the States just fall apart because your lack of understanding and willingness to have patience and grace. So um, what would you say, like, in addition to what I just said? Yeah, I think that the one word that comes to mind for me, Colton, is humility. Mm. Um, I think that as entrepreneurs, uh, especially creatives that are so that, that sort of need to be in a position to, know everything about our craft when it comes to educating our clients. There is something to be said about humility when embracing different um, cultures than our own. And so when I think of humility, I think of the style of learning that our team, my team adapts. And for example, we um, have a um, Nigerian American wedding uh, coming up. Um, in a month, and there are many traditions that we um, have not um, have actually not had the pleasure of being a part of. And so um, I, I feel that um, asking the right questions, and this sort of goes back to um, having uh, connections in mm. the regions because they become extension of your own team. And so you do have a home court advantage. Um, I think it's better to ask and sort of um, learn. Uh, if you ask the question, 
be willing to be able to listen, um, (laughs) be able to be still and listen and learn. Um, I think that we are always constantly learning, evolving and growing. Um, But I think that approaching a new region in in a space of how can I add value but also mm. how can this experience add value to me is really the approach that I, I would take. And so that sounds amazing, Colton. Puerto Rico, like, oh, <laughs> I, I hope that it's an amazing experience for you. I, I hope so, too. I saw Valentina out there a few weeks ago, and I'm like, man, like, I need to get out there. I'm, I'm excited. Um, and the great thing, too, is, like, whenever I do these destination weddings, I always plan my schedule in a way that, like, my family can come out and we spend a few days prior to and a few days after because, like, the biggest thing about me is making sure that my children walk away from their childhood and their experience with, you know, my wife and I, like, learning and growing as much as possible. And what better way to, like, teach your kids like the value of hard work and what your what your dreams can do than bringing them along for the journey and also teaching them about these amazing cultures that you get to experience in a in a way that's different than just being at the wedding like going into san juan and like eating at a hole in the wall restaurant and just like yeah you know so um it's it's there's so many layers to it and so many things about like just my life goals that is like, you know, I just I, every day blessed that this is what I get to do for a living is capture people's love stories and tell it back to them in a in a photographic way and also immerse myself into so many different families, cultures, lifestyles and, and everything that goes with it. So um, how do you as a wedding planner, how do you incorporate um the luxury element of weddings into what you do because you are a luxury wedding planner. So what is it like, what does luxury mean to you when it comes to the events that you put on and um, your business overall? So there's, I think a common misconception that luxury has to be the most opulent thing that you can produce where for me, what luxury means to me is um, producing intentional, iconic, and impactful experiences. And that's sort of my approach and that's actually my mission. I also think that luxury is incredibly subjective. Um, I think Mm. that anything that is sentimental to someone that is produced in the best way possible. Um, it is really the, the true definition of luxury as it pertains to a specific person. Um, I would say that when you know our events, are, our luxury events are known uh, for being luxury by just a level of service that we, um, our service standards. Um, mm. So we strive to Um, pursue every experience with um, over uh, two things, Um, over delivering upon the client's expectations. And we do that by staying 10 steps ahead of the client before they even knew that they had a need or want. And I think that the approach of producing the best 
possible with that level of service um, is, is paramount and key. Um, I would also say that for me, luxury is um, what I interpret luxury as is um, we have the saying in my company that, you know, if it's been done, we don't want to do it, right? We want <laughs> yeah. to be original and authentic. Um, but if it's an amazing idea, how do we add a fresh perspective and approach? And so for me, when I think of luxury, I think of cutting edge, I think of unique, I think of bespoke um, and authenticity. And that is what we strive to create. And that is what hallmarks a Delcy luxury experience. 100%. So often I hear people conflating luxury wedding planning, luxury photography, luxury this, luxury that to weddings that you see on the front cover of Brides that, you know, Hollywood A-list celebrities are all attending and Although there is an element of luxury to that, luxury is knowing that you're paying somebody for a service and you're getting what you paid for and all the unexpected things that go along with it. When I book with couples, they think they're getting a wedding photographer when they work with me and it's a week after they've booked and they're getting a package in the mail that is a thank you for just even booking with me. And the little, it's the little nuances that we add to our business. It's the, the fact that the couple's getting a huge wedding preview the next day. It's the fact that they're getting check-ins throughout the entire process leading up to the wedding. It's, Oh, you want to get on a call this week, three, three months out from your wedding to get an initial timeline put together. Like it's being available and going above and beyond. It's not over promising and under delivering. It's, it's all of the things that you would want in a service that you seek out. Um, and it's not shooting a wedding that has $250,000 as a floral budget. Like that's what a lot of people misconstrue it as. So I'm glad that we both see it on the same level because you know, with that tag of luxury wedding photographer, people see weddings that I shoot sometimes and they're like, oh, that isn't, doesn't seem like it's the most high end wedding. And I'm like, it doesn't need to be. The couple knew that they wanted a photographer that was going to handle everything that they needed. And that's what they got in me. And I provided something for them that not to like sound so arrogant in saying this, but I provided something for them that 90% of the other photographers in my area aren't going to do for them. And I can take pride in my work knowing that that's what I provide for my couples, which I know you take pride in providing for your couples the exact same experience. Absolutely. And I am um, Colton. I've had the absolute pleasure of partnering with you and seeing you work firsthand. And um, the one thing that I remember from our experience working together was that not only um, were you committed to just making sure that you stay 10 steps ahead of the couple in anticipating their needs, which is a hallmark of a luxury experience, but you stay 10 steps ahead to anticipate um, our needs as planners. And uh, when I think about that, that is something that I feel definitely made you stand out um, in, in terms of being a creative partner. Um, and when we're trying to, I, I, I also feel that uh, I have conversations with a lot of creatives and there's this connotation that we just have to produce 
the pretty and that is luxury. Like luxury is so far beyond the pretty. It's all in terms of how can I make this in a seamless experience for not only the client, but the creatives. Um, and mm. when you focus on providing value, you will always be in high demand, I think. Well, thank you for your kind words. And I, I can't agree with you more. Like the one thing that I tell every single one of my coaching students is you want to walk away from every experience that you have with a wedding vendor, a potential client, um, a potential client's family. You always want to walk away saying, how did I out add value? to that person. Not that it's some competition that if like, you know, somebody does something for you, you're going to do twice as more. It should just always be like, I'm going to walk away from this situation knowing that I added value and I didn't want anything in return. And when I switch my mindset in my business model to knowing that if I go to a couple and I have an initial call with them and I give them a timeline of exactly how their wedding day could run, and then they go and book another photographer. It's no sweat off my brow. Like that's that's what I'm meant to do. I'm I feel like a big part of my mission of who I am on this earth is to do to be all things to all men. And that's like a huge motto that I try to live by. And when you just try to add value, one you know that you're never going to have somebody coming back like I did all these things for you. <laughs> um, and you also know that, you know, like you're you're just putting out good into the world. So uh, I, I'm, I'm thankful to know that there's plenty of people like us in the wedding industry that have that mindset of, you know, just putting value first. So we talked a lot about you expanding into Miami, about you, you know, growing into this global market now. Um what kind of advice would you give to aspiring wedding planners that are looking to build and expand their business in a similar way that, that you have? Um, <laughs> I would say that I'm going to give this advice and also be open to receiving this advice as a gentle reminder with myself. Yeah. Um, I would say that it takes time. Um, I also think that um, we live in a culture where we're so, um, maybe you can relate to this cult. And like, I feel that we live in a culture where we feel that things have to be instant, but not fully embracing that true longevity takes time to cultivate. The best relationships take time to cultivate. And so if you are thinking about expanding your horizons, um, I would ask your I, when I decided that I wanted to really take the plunge and be in multiple locations, um, I first had to look internally within my own business. Um, as a planner, is my business, do I have the resources to sustain the lifestyle that is going to um, be presented to me when I am traveling across the country and across the world. Um, great. Thankfully, you know, I'm, um, I, I, I have spent the um, past year building my team and being able to still have a solid New England presence with my event producers that are there while I'm in other parts of the country. But um, that was something that I had to make sure that the systems were in place. Um, I would also say that effective marketing takes at least six months to, to for, for it to sort of start working and wheels to turning. And so 
Um, while you are have this vision, start doing just one thing a day um, to make it a reality. Maybe it's starting to blog about the places that you want to um, plan or um, events in or work in as a creative. Maybe it's meeting, um, finding creatives within that region and asking for a virtual chat and having informational interviews. Immersing yourself um, within the lifestyle that you wish to create for yourself and just starting small, going to networking events where um, you are meeting other destination uh, wedding planners, other destination creatives, for example, engaged is huge in our, in yeah. our community and in our industry. And so aligning yourself with finding the right creatives and aligning yourselves with the creatives that, um, that are really in the pool that you want to be with is going to go really far. So I would say that those are definitely the first steps that I would take if I were thinking about expanding into destination wins events. That is very, very great advice. And I do agree with you um, that, you know, that is, you know, a similar path that I took. Um, one other thing that I would also add is being very open to not, you know, being where you are now. And, and how, I, how I say that is like, say you're a San Antonio wedding photographer and you've built yourself up over the last seven or eight years and now you're like the big fish in the little pond. Mm -hmm. Like embrace being the little fish again and <laughs> remember all the things that you did early on in your career and just implement those in that in that same market because if you've built yourself up in one place you have the blueprint it's just a matter of knowing the the different you know the different cultures the different way things are done in a new location but it goes back to what you were saying earlier pearl about just having humility and saying you know i know i'm new here i'm not expecting maybe you take a price cut or something because the the market that you want to be in although it it's different than where you are. It, maybe their economy is a little bit different and their their average cost for a vendor that you provide service for is a little bit lower. Maybe you take a pay cut to go out there. Maybe you do some you know free work out there just to get your name out there, to get portfolio work uh, to pl put on your website. I know for myself, being in the Sarasota market, I've already done free work out there and I do plan on doing some free work just to make sure I'm curating the content that I want and going out there and shooting more styled shoots than I normally would here because I already have more than enough work that represents the New England area. Um, and, and taking those those humble beginnings again in a new location will really help you gain footing. And again, you're only going to be adding value to those who you work with. So it all comes full circle to making sure that you're adding value to um, anyone and everyone that you work with. So um, I, I really appreciate you, Pearl, amidst, you know, although you're in two markets now, I guess all the time is busy wedding season for you. <laughs> um, but I appreciate you taking the time to get on today. If folks would like to hear from you, um, whether it be uh, see the work that you're doing or some of the educational content that you're putting out for wedding planners, where can they find you on the different platforms? Sure. So you can find me on Instagram. So I love to play there daily. And um, you can find me at Designed by Delcy. Um, I have also relaunched a YouTube channel. And so 
Um, there, I give weekly tips, tricks, and planning advice to both couples and creatives. And that you can reach me at Design by Delcy as well. Or you can follow me on LinkedIn. So I hope that you'll be able to join our community. Awesome. Well, I feel like there was so much value just packed into the last 50 minutes, Pearl. I'm super excited for the audience to find this. Um, and as I always do at the end of these podcasts, my little shameless plug, if you are a wedding photographer that is looking to go full time, or maybe you're just looking to grow your business, or you know a wedding photographer who is doing looking to do so, definitely don't hesitate to reach out to me uh, and learn about my mentoring program. You can find all that information on my website at coltonsimmons.com slash education. Uh, I offer, offer a mentoring program and a course that is all geared toward teaching you all the behind the scenes things that will really help skyrocket your business and turn your side hustle into the full-time dream you always wished it would be. So again, Pearl, I thank you for joining me today and I look forward to seeing each and every one of you in the next episode. Awesome. Thank you. Bye.